0: It's time to let you in on a little secret. Actually, lots of secrets. We're talking strategy and most importantly, return on your investment for your podcast. Welcome to Branded Podcast Secrets. All right. Welcome to another episode of Branded Podcast Secrets. I'm your host, Aaron Greger, here with another special guest. Uh, today, I'm going to make sure uh, Jessica Freeman, Jessica Freeman's business is just creatives surprisingly that she's here she is a podcast host uh i want to talk about this title because it's a little bit different than what i expected you know going to your site your podcast is work your wellness biz Mm -hmm. you are 162 episodes in on this one congratulations that's a feet and a half so thank you just (laughs) thank you for joining me today um First, tell us a little bit about what you do because like I told you at the beginning of this, we're going to do some uh so throw some curveballs into this episode from what I normally do.
1: Yeah, so I am a website designer for online entrepreneurs. More specifically, I work with a lot of people in the health and wellness industry, so like dietitians, personal trainers, yoga teachers, all those kind of people. So that's why the podcast is named that. Um I don't exclusively work with that industry, but they are like 95% of my clients. So uh that's who I do a lot of marketing to and work with.
0: Okay. So and I'm assuming a lot of these people, and you can tell me no. Uh a lot of these people have podcasts probably and then for those podcasts, they all have them listed beautifully on their websites and really where
1: <laughs> they don't. Yes, there are a lot of podcasts, but no, a lot of them don't have their podcast on their website. In fact, a client I just worked with last week, we launched her site when we were doing the prep call, like working out all the details and like, okay, we need to get this and that and whatever before we start. Uh, She was like, yeah, and I want my podcast on there. And I was like, what? You have have a podcast? (laughs) What? what? (laughs) Because she had a current site that we were totally overhauling. And I was like, you don't even mention your podcast on your site right now. I was like, are you just, oh, oh, are you starting this podcast? And she's like, no, I have like 50 episodes. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Oh my gosh. So uh, yeah, there are a lot of podcasters out there. And not all of them have it on their website, which is a big, big mistake.
0: Okay. So let's get into that because tip, we're going to dive into yours, I promise. Mm -hmm. But everybody who's listening to this either has a podcast or they're considering doing a podcast. Again, it's mostly aligned for business. Mm -hmm. So if I were to say what's the one biggest reason that this is a huge mistake to be recording this amazing content and leaving it at the hands of the Spotify's and the Apple's and the Google's of the world to be found, uh, what would your answer be? Like why this is a bad, bad thing?
1: I would say discoverability. Like in terms of, and that's kind of multifaceted, but in relation to SEO, yes, Google is starting to index podcasts themselves, but it's not as common as like just pulling up, you know, blog posts and articles and pages on websites. Um, But also I think a lot of people think of their website as like, oh, this is where I send all of my followers, people on my email list, whatever. But hopefully you have a lot of traffic from Google. And if I'm just stumbling onto your website and like, let's say my client that I was just talking about that I just come across her website, I don't follow her anywhere I found her who knows how in a Google search and I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, it sounds great. I have no idea that she has a podcast. <laughs> so I'm totally missing that way to connect with her and learn from her. Um, and so, yes, it can be, you know, notify those new people who stumble across your website, but it also can help bring in those new people because you can optimize those Uh, blog posts that have your podcast episodes in them and help attract even more people to your podcast and to your business. So I'm like, people are going to find your podcast easier when it's on your website and you're not just relying on them going to iTunes, going to Spotify or whatever, you know, platforms you have it on. Yeah. It's
0: such a good point. So I want to ask you this because again, I know it's not really, but this is what you do. So Mm -hmm. obviously if anybody's listening to this, they need help, please reach out to Jessica because I know this is uh, questions I get asked all the time. So a lot of times we'll have people approach us uh, who want to do a podcast and maybe they don't have a business yet, but they're hoping that podcast will, I mean, I've seen it happen a lot of times where a podcast launches a business or, you know, they want to get sponsorship, whatever. And so I'm always like, you have to have a home. You have to have Mm -hmm. a home. Mm -hmm. So I was telling you before we hit record, a lot of the options are the 10 K option that somebody's going to build it for you, which I would, that's, I I don't know your prices, so I hope I'm not insulting you when 10K, I say this. No. Okay. So, <laughs> for you're like, uh, 10k. Mine's 20. Ladies, so shut <laughs> no. up. Nope. Okay. So like 10k, but I mean I'm talking like a basic website, a place for a landing home of your of your mm-hmm. page. So it's either like 10k or you know the answer is go to Wix, go to Squarespace. To me, that's like saying you know go to Anchor or whatever. So I. I am always like, don't, don't do it. We mm-hmm. don't, we don't build websites where we're, uh, for our company. So you did a great video about Wix, why to avoid it. Can you talk about why Wix isn't the best option and what do you, as you do this for a living, what do you typically re- recommend, um, uh, the, the base that people have for their podcast?
1: Yeah. So the number one thing that I look for in a website platform, maybe not the number one thing, but one of like the top five things that I look at is, can you easily move your content? Mm, Can I move from Wix to Squarespace, from Squarespace to WordPress, WordPress to Wix, whatever? Can I just click a button and export that content? And Wix does not let you do that.
0: Mm, So So you're starting over.
1: I want you to imagine that you are about to start a podcast or maybe you have a podcast and you said like, I'm 160 some episodes in what if I was on Wix and I decided, you know, I need to move to Squarespace or WordPress for whatever reason. Um, have fun moving all of those individual blog posts manually one by one, not great, not fun. (laughs) There is, and I said this in my video, there is one service out there that says they can do it for you. I have tried it before. It doesn't work great. Uh, so I'm not a huge fan of that. So that is literally like one of the biggest reasons. It's also Wix isn't fully responsive. They don't have great SEO options. It is improving. I will say they are improving the SEO functionality of, of Wix. Um, but it's not fully responsive. You have to pay more if you want a fully responsive website, which is in 2021. Like that's, that's That should be a given. Yeah. (laughs) Um, like that, why are we doing that to customers? Um, but not being able to export your content. Like they literally say in their help support articles, like, no, you cannot export content from Wix. Like it's, it's here. So, um, I recommend the two go-tos I recommend are Squarespace and WordPress. Okay. Um, they both have export options. They both have great SEO. They have lots and lots of functionality. Um, so those are the two that I really recommend okay. for, for business owners.
0: Awesome. And of course, if you need help, reach out to Jessica for that, because, yes. um, I know. Yeah. I've yet to talk to anybody who knows how to build their own website. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So let's get into your podcast. Thank you for answering those questions for me. Yeah, I very yeah. much appreciate it. But with your podcast, I always love to ask where you are in your business journey that you're building. You've been in business. You just celebrated 10 years. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, in an online world, that's amazing. Uh, I think it's a much bigger deal than probably people realize. It's, it's a huge feat. So- where in this 10 year journey are you where you you're creating content? I'm sure you were creating content of some kind and mm-hmm. you were like, I want to do the pot. The podcast is really where I feel I need to be. And, uh, what was it about podcasting that made you want to jump in?
1: Yeah. So you are correct. I was creating content before that. So I started blogging, uh, in 2013, 2014, And then I started YouTube. I started my YouTube channel in 2016, I believe, 2015, 2016. And not everyone loves Videos, mm-hmm. they don't. It's not as easy to like, you know. You can't be in the car driving and like, oh, I'm gonna pull up a YouTube video. <laughs> don't um, do that. Don't do don't that. do that. We do not recommend that. <laughs> um, whereas podcasts, you can listen while you're at the gym, while you're driving, whatever. And so I really saw it as a way to get content just on another platform for those who don't like video, who don't have time for video, and they are more of like, I listen and learn while I'm getting ready, driving, working out, feeding the kids, like whatever it is. Um, and so I saw it as another platform for creating content on because content creation is the number one thing that has grown my business. Like I have had so many clients over the years that are like, oh, I love your, like, I saw your blog posts and like, you really know what you're talking about. I love watching your YouTube channel you are so fun and you, are, you teach so quickly and it's so easy to understand and I really want to work with you. And so content has always driven my business. And so I just saw it as another platform to be able to connect with people.
0: I love it. So was your podcast originally an audio version of what you were doing on video or was it an entirely new content strategy outside of what you were doing for video?
1: So it was, it has changed several times. Yeah. I
0: want to talk (laughs) about the changes too. So please walk us through that.
1: Yeah. So I started it originally. I've actually had a different podcast even before this one. And that was a few years ago. Um, And that one was just totally interviews and Mm -hmm. was both audio and video. Then I shut that down, started this one. I originally started it completely different content for my YouTube channel. I mean, it was still, i was still talking about websites and stuff, but it was, I wasn't repurposing that audio and I wasn't doing interviews. Okay. I was like, these are going to be quick, like 10, 15 minute episodes. Um, gradually, I started bringing interviews back in mm-hmm. and was like, okay, I think I do want to interview some people. <laughs> people yes. might be tired of hearing from me and I want to talk about some other topics, bring in some other experts. Um, and then... I eventually, I think last year it was 2020, that I started not repurposing, but like dual purposing. So I would record my podcast and record myself on camera while doing it. Okay. So I wasn't necessarily just taking the audio, but it was like, I'm just going to record once and use (laughs) the video and audio together. Um, and now I'm actually going back to, not back because I haven't done it before, but I'm going to really focus on the YouTube and repurpose that audio for video. So I'm not recording it at the same time, like I have done before, but I'm going to just repurpose that audio. So it's going to go back to really short clips okay, um, or short episodes, I mean, instead of interviews.
0: Okay. Cause you do, I saw interviews, right? I'm not hallucinating.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: So I'd love to know why, why you're dropping the interviews or maybe just minimizing them. Uh, and you want to go more to a shorter form content.
1: So two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, I'm a new mom. So I have, and she's in daycare. So I'm working full time, but I still you're have- still busy. <laughs> still busy. <laughs> and so um, actually during maternity leave, I decided- I need to cut back something. And so I decided I, even though podcast is a little easier because I don't have to like get ready (laughs) to be on camera, um, I decided I want to focus more on YouTube and more have the podcast as an accessibility thing Mm -hmm. and just a way to consume the content and not it be its own platform, its own exclusive content. Yeah. Um, and part of that, the kind of the second reason is I haven't actually seen as much of an ROI from my podcast compared to YouTube. Interesting. Um, I've gotten, I've gotten leads from the podcast and I've gotten, um, I've like formed relationships, but the podcast has been more nurturing those relationships. Whereas YouTube has been a lot more of the legion. I've gotten YouTube sponsorships. Whereas that hasn't really happened on the podcast front. So it was like, I don't want to completely take it away before the accessibility. And I know some people prefer podcasts, but I just want to, like I said, I have to cut something. <laughs> so i uh, going to focus more on the YouTube front.
0: Okay. Super interesting. So how are you measuring to know what's coming from YouTube and what's coming from your podcast? Because I love so, that you know that.
1: Yeah. Um, really it's, and this is, I will say it's a little hard to know a hundred percent with accuracy, but in my inquiry form, when clients work with me, they have, there's a spot for how did you hear about me or how did you find me? And I've had several who say YouTube. Or Instagram or whatever. And then sometimes they'll say, Oh, I heard you on so and so's podcast or whatever. I've not had very many say your podcast. Interesting. So, but I do know, like I said, I do know that it's a nurturing element of my, like nurturing content because I have had people who say, Oh, I follow you on Instagram. Um, like I get a lot of Instagram DMs like, I love following you and I love your podcast and, you know, your posts the other day. So I know that it's help, helping nurture. It just may not be the first thing that they, where they found me. Yeah, um, And so that's why I don't want to get rid of it. But yeah. due, due to time, I have to choose one.
0: <laughs> well, and I think this is a really important lesson for people because... They get so, like, uh, I see this all the time where it's like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm so gung ho. I'm gonna create a video and you, or just even a podcast. I mm-hmm. can't tell you how many people are like, I'm gonna create a podcast. This is gonna be so amazing. I have like 20 people I'm gonna talk to. It's so great. Well, then 10 of the people never respond. So now they're down to 10 and then they hit those <laughs> 10 and they're like, Oh my gosh. Like this is a lot of work. Like I, mm-hmm. like I personally have somebody who finds me people because just even the research and the finding is a lot of time. And I don't think people is. realize that, but I also think it's very important to know you don't have to go in with, in lane A. And when lane A is getting a little crowd, you know, it's filling up, you're getting a little, it's not working that you can't move over to lane B and people mm-hmm. just like get out of their car and walk away. Right. So yeah. I love that you're looking at your life and your business and saying, what's working. Let me do more of that. What's not working as much, but I see the value and let me figure out how to continue that while I can still add value, but not mm-hmm. kill myself doing it. So, um, Yes. I just, I, I love that. And I think it's super important. Will you still do interviews on YouTube or just all short form content, just like tips and trick kind of
1: thing? So most of the YouTube will still be just short form. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not opposed to doing interviews for the podcast exclusively. So I'm still open to like, if I, if there's a topic that I'm hearing a lot of people want to know more about, um, and I think that would be a really good fit for mm-hmm. my podcast or YouTube or both. I'm not opposed to like, Hey guys, surprise. (laughs) I know you're used to these, you know, five to 10 minute episodes on my podcast, but today I'm bringing on a guest and it's gonna be a little longer. So I think it's just mostly going to be repurposed audio and then as needed, bring in interviews, but it's not going to be, okay, I'm running this podcast and I got to find 20 people (laughs) to interview this year and that kind of thing. So, um, I'm still open to the, to the interviews. I'm very, in my business, I'm very much open, like just roll with the punches and yeah. we'll try it. We'll try this. We'll try that. If it doesn't work, we'll shift. <laughs> I, I think this is
0: important. So I want to talk about your coaching call too, because I saw that was just your latest episode was a coaching mm-hmm. call. Yeah. Love this idea. Actually, um, I think a couple episodes prior to you, somebody I talked to, like, Most of her guests are her clients. So Mm -hmm. it's more, not necessarily coaching, but more uh, testimonial type podcasts, like talking about what they went through and all of that. Can you talk about the coaching calls and how those have worked for you? I mean, I know you may be going away from them, but I I think this is a genius idea as a way to utilize the podcast to create content.
1: Yeah. So I also, in addition to working one-to-one with clients, I also have a membership community. And I have, you know, we teach every month, but I also do a Q and a call and Mm -hmm. a lot of what the people love inside the membership is being able to ask me questions and like whether that's in the Facebook group or like on our Q and a calls. Mm -hmm. And so I decided this past year to really have the podcast focus on the membership and trying to grow that. And so all of the calls or not all, like 95% of the interviews on the podcast this year have been from my members. So I'm either highlighting them kind of like in a testimonial, but also like really it's part testimonial for the membership part. Like, I really just want to highlight your business. And then the the coaching calls, like what you saw are literally like, I'm like, you get to hop on a one-on-one call with me, which I don't do inside the membership, They're group Q and a, uh, and ask me whatever you want to ask me. I love it. <laughs> and so it one provides value to my audience because they get to like, oh great. Um, cause the one we actually this last coaching call, we talked about YouTube and podcasting. Um, and so <laughs> that's a perfect, perfect example. Yeah. Um, and so they get to hear me and how I interact with my members, but also they get value from whatever my members are asking me about. So, um, Yeah, it's been really fun. And those are honestly probably my favorite interviews and episodes. Uh, Not that I don't love bringing in the guest experts on the podcast, but just being able to interact in like this rapid fire (laughs) kind of format with my members has been really fun.
0: Well, what a perfect way too, for people, like you said, to build your membership, to get an inside scoop of what it is like in your Mm -hmm. membership and working with you. And again, all it is, I think this is just genius. You're not doing something extra. You're doing what you would be doing anyway. You just happen to be recording it. And it's a really uh, a perfect podcast episode. Yeah. How have your members taken to that as that value add? I mean, to me, it's, oh, wow, I can be in your member, and then you can push me or not push me, but promote me on your podcast. Yeah. Uh, they- yes, please.
1: <laughs> They loved it because again, we, and I, the way I did it was really like one really long call. I was like, we're going to do the first bit is like promoting you and talking about the membership and what you've gotten out of it. We'll pause for editing purposes and then we'll do like the Q and A portion. So it was easy for scheduling. And then, like you said, they really loved that opportunity to get one-on-one time with me. Um, and just like ask whatever questions they wanted. Cause they're like, yes, I have questions. Yeah. Um, a few of them, like they're like, Oh yeah, I have a few questions. And then uh, several of them were like, I have a post-it note of questions. <laughs> um, awesome. and so, yeah, it was really fun to be able to connect with them like that.
0: Oh, perfect. So many dots connecting. I love it. Uh, How, it sounds like you're big on YouTube. Looks like you're very big on Instagram. You love Mm -hmm. Instagram from what I gather. Uh, What are some other ways you've, well, actually, let me ask you this first. Uh, Any tips and tricks on Instagram or YouTube that you found have worked great for building your podcast?
1: Um, I do love recording, like I said, the episodes that I did where I was recording the episode and recording video at the same time. Uh Uh-huh that worked really great just because they're still getting to see me on camera. Um, Because I know some people, I know some podcasters out there like, Oh, I just upload the audio only with like a still image on YouTube. And I'm like, no, (laughs) like even if I'm just talking at the camera and I'm not like moving around and doing fun stuff, like that's more interesting than just a still image. Yeah. Um, So that, and then, uh, so that doing that on YouTube has worked really well. And then for Instagram, uh, doing carousel post is really mm-hmm. great because, um, one, you can t- kind of highlight different parts of the episode. Mm-hmm. Obviously, usually the first one is the title and the guest. If there's a guest, um, pulling out a really, you know, good nugget of information, a nice quote, and then having a list, like a bulleted list, you have a few slides there. So you get to have like a multifaceted like, hey, look at all these things, but Instagram also can help bring your post up back in the feed multiple times mm. because they'll show someone like, here's the first slide, great, Jessica posted, and then the, you know two hours later you you pull up Instagram again and they're like, oh, here's that second slide of Jessica's post <laughs> if you didn't yeah. already see it, so that works really well, um, and of course, tagging the guest in um, in your post in your stories. They typically, not always, reshare that, so that helps one get you more Instagram. Not, not necessarily like followers all the time, but followers, views, whatever. But then they're like, "Hey, I haven't heard of that podcast. Let me go check it out." So, um, yeah, those are my two, my two kind of favorite strategies to help promote the podcast. I love it because stories. Like,
0: you have to be a pretty lazy person not to share a story you're telling. <laughs> Like, it's like, like it
1: is so easy. They're like, reshare. <laughs> yes, they like, Super yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah, like
0: you're either just a jerk or you don't get into Instagram
1: or. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so definitely easy. Okay. So on the flip side of that, part B of that question is Are there any other things you're doing that you found worked really well for the promotion of the podcast outside of uh, YouTube and Instagram?
1: Uh, Pinterest. Pinterest Ooh. is where I get a lot of my blog traffic. And by when I say blog, I mean really I don't blog mm-hmm. much anymore. If I do, it's very sporadic. My quote unquote blog posts are my YouTube videos and podcast episodes with transcripts. So when when I say blog, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I create Pinterest graphics for all of my blog posts. And I have those pinned. I use a scheduler called Tailwind where you can schedule it ahead of time. I use a lot of group boards so that have like thousands and thousands of followers. Um, so pinning up those to group boards, my own boards on Pinterest, that helps drive a lot of traffic to my website and obviously my podcast because I'm sending them to specific podcast episodes, not just yeah. <laughs> my homepage. Um, so yeah, that's... Okay.
0: That's my other two parts on that one. Yeah. I already forgot the second one, but let me do the first one and hopefully the <laughs> second one comes back. Uh, when you say groups, uh, mm-hmm. groups from a perspective of, and I, I, I think I know the answer. I just want to clarify for anyone listening, those group boards where, Hey, this is a topic and a whole bunch of people join that board mm-hmm. and you you're part of that board and you're, you're pinning your, particular episodes. Is that yes. what you mean? Okay. Yes. Yes. And then second, I can't, came back. Uh, is there, are, are there, cause you're talking about, you know, a lot of different things with what you, you build websites, but there's so much more you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. In your podcast and stuff. Are there particular topics you have found work a lot better in Pinterest than others? Or are you finding that your, your topic in general can hit hits very well over there.
1: Um, I will say the one thing I've noticed is on the Pinterest graphics, mm-hmm. like usually it's the title, uh, it doesn't work as well. Like it's just not as, ooh, like interesting and attention grabbing. If it's like coaching call, colon, and then like three topics,
0: <laughs> yeah, like people I would like, click on that pin. <laughs>
1: yeah, people are like, cool, coaching call. Whereas if it's like, Four easy SEO tips, or whatever. So sometimes for the coaching calls, I will edit the title so it's a little shorter. Or sometimes it's just like maybe the coaching calls don't get as much traffic from Pinterest itself. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's okay. Um, so sometimes it's the solo episodes that get a, get better traffic from Pinterest, or if I edit the title um, for those interviews. Well, I bet. Works better.
0: Yeah. And I would bet what you could do is, well, I don't know, but I mean, I would think like there's probably a couple like m- amazing questions that get answered out of those coaching calls that yes. that's what people are going to gravitate mm-hmm. to on a Pinterest. Have you been doing Pinterest for a really long time where you've got like a great base or is this something that, cause I feel like sometimes when people hear Pinterest, it's like, well, I didn't get in at the beginning. So mm. I don't see that being valuable for me.
1: Um, I have been on Pinterest since 2015. Okay. 20, yeah, I think it was like 2015, 2016 when I started using it for business. Yeah. Yes, I was on it personally before that with like, ooh, home decor and recipes. No, the
0: things um, that you never made. I'm speaking yeah. from not judgment from myself. No, from that one. same here.
1: Same <laughs> here. Um, But yeah, I've been on it. I think it was like 2015 when I joined. Um, and I will say, yes, I do have like 20,000 followers on Pinterest. So that does help. Yeah. <laughs> um, but group boards are where it's at. Okay. Like, even if you have 200 followers right now on Pinterest or you're starting from scratch, get on, get in on the group board. Cause the way it works, if you're not familiar with Pinterest for anyone listening,
0: yeah,
1: like if Erin has a group board, she starts one for like podcasts, like, Hey, share all your podcast episodes here. And you have 10,000 followers and I join your group board I pin to it, your followers will see my pins, even if they're not following me. So it's think of, think of it like resharing on Instagram or retweeting on Twitter. Like they don't have to be following me if you are sharing it. Um, even though you're not sharing it, it's on your group board. So, um, I that's like why it. I don't
0: yeah. do enough group boards are there like rules and fought fa- like regulations like a Facebook group where you're like you can't spam you can't because I feel like Facebook groups if there's no spamming rules like I can't even be in the group because it's just a yeah. bunch of nonsense and noise yeah
1: uh, um typically yes it's like hey don't spam um usually it's just you know, don't spam. And sometimes they're like limit two per day. And I'm like, you have 10,000 people on this board. How are you policing that? Um, so I usually, (laughs) I know. So I usually just tell people like, especially one, if you're doing it manually, there's no way you're going to be able to spam it. If you're scheduling, just space out the pins a few days apart. You can do that in tailwind if you're using tailwind. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm like, if you're not being aggressive and like (laughs) pinning this episode every day or five times a day, like you're going to be fine. Um, so, and most of the group boards I'm in are just kind of like general business. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there are some that are like website, website specific or like blogging tips or something like that. But I have pins on there that are not blogging specific and I've not gotten kicked out. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and I'm, I'm not spamming them, but I'm just like, here's, here's some pins yeah. <laughs> and they don't, they don't seem to mind. Mm,
0: such great tips. I love it. Uh, any it's, I, I don't even know if I want to ask this question because it sounds like you have just pivoted beautifully and, but anything you wish you would have known stepping into the world of podcasting before you started, or if not, what's one of your biggest lessons learned from this?
1: Um, there have, I mean, yeah, there's been a lot. One, I think I've had to let go of the expectation that guests are always going to share.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, Um,
1: like I know, yes, it's easy to reshare on Instagram, but you would be surprised how many people are, don't do that. Um, or if they do, they share like once and that's it. So don't go in with the strategy of like, I'm going to have a guest every week and my podcast is going to take off because everyone will share. And if I get these huge guests, if I land this person, my podcast is going to explode because I guarantee, like in my experience, I don't know if you're the same, Yeah. the bigger the name, the less they share.
0: <laughs> uh, 100%. Yeah. Like,
1: and it's so frustrating. Um, the second thing is I started this podcast more is just like a general business. Like I I obviously was talking a lot about websites and mm-hmm. things like that. Um but I actually changed the name uh just last year. It used to be called The Digital Lounge, which mm, that's hard why to I found
0: see. it under the when I was googling you I'm like where is this pipe? Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: So, um it used to be called The Digital Lounge, which is not fun to say in every episode. <laughs> but it didn't really tell people yeah. What it was about. I thought it was like cute and catchy. And I was like, oh, that's so fun. Um, But then it was hard for people to actually know what it was about. So that's part of why I renamed it. Because I was like, I pivoted my content at some point under Digital Lounge to be more marketing towards health and fitness people. But I hadn't changed the name yet. So I was like, I really need to change the name so that it's... Easier to understand what this podcast is about and who it's for. So, I wish I had done that from the start mm-hmm. and come up with a clear name and not so this vague, <laughs> the digital lounge. So like that would be my it. yeah. That would be my piece of advice: is really get a clear name before you yeah. start.
0: I like the digital lounge, though. I don't think you should be so hard on yourself for that. Okay. Well, thanks. I'm allowing you to forgive yourself for that one, okay? Because it was good. Great. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> All right. All uh, right. Jessica, if somebody wanted to like have more questions for you about websites or listen to your podcast, just get a hold of you. Where is the best place for them to go?
1: Yeah, so you can find everything on my website, justcreatives.com, and that is with an s on the end. Sometimes people think it's just just creative. Um, but if you also just want to hop over on to Instagram and DM me, I'm always there. I'm super responsive. So if you just have a quick question or you just want to say hi, um, I'm at just creatives over there. I'm pretty much at just creatives everywhere, every social media platform. You can probably find me.
0: (laughs) Okay. Awesome. We'll put all of those on our notes page over at aarongregor.com. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today and congrats on the new baby. Thanks. Uh, I was there several years ago. I know where you're at. It's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it gets better. I know. Well, just as long as you start sleeping through the night, that's when things start getting a little better. Cause I know it's kind of, yeah, tiring. So, yeah. but congratulations anyway. And, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I truly appreciate it.
1: Yes. Thanks so much for having me.